0: All right, now let me first and foremost define followership. I'll have to define followership and then we we'll look at how important it is to follow. And then we we'll see the benefits in followership and then how to follow. Now followership simply means... I will use some words. Followership means devotion to leadership. You can also use the word commitment. Commitment to fathering. You can also use the word obsession to or with mentorship. So here we see leader, we see a father, we see a mentor. Hallelujah. That's followership. What is followership? Devotion to leadership. You find the leader, devote to that leader, and that's followership. It's devotion. Followership is not just being around a leader. It's devotion to that leader. You can hang around people and not really learn from them. Or you can't be devoted to someone and not learn from the person. It's not possible. Devotion has to do with focus, isn't it? Alright, your gaze is on that leader. You observe carefully and meticulously. You observe carefully and meticulously. Praise God. It's commitment to fathering a father in other words that means you find a father you commit you find a mentor you're obsessed with the man or the woman or the person that is followership now let's look at scriptural basis or foundation for followership first corinthians chapter 4 we start reading from verse 16 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. All right. The Bible tells us. Okay, it's not on the screen. So that means you have to open your Bible. I I believe you have one. If you don't, you can share with your neighbor. But it's, it's not a good thing that you don't have your Bible with you. You must have your Bible always with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Now, who is speaking here? The Apostle Paul. He's speaking to the believers in Corinth. He says, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Followers of me. You know, people have this idea that you just follow Jesus, you don't follow any man, you follow Christ. Amen. Praise God. It's, it's not founded in scripture. Most people who say they are following Christ that way, they don't even know him. They are far away from him. Alright? It's just their pride that they can't swallow. That's made them say, I don't follow any man. It's only Jesus that I follow. Alright? But look at the Apostle Paul. He said, I beseech you, be ye what follower. Say for your own good, I'm begging you, for your own good, follow me alright, now if there was nothing to gain in following him, he wouldn't have said that he wouldn't have said to follow him, right, there was something to gain, I beseech you be ye followers of me, he said you know, so this, this concept of we are following Christ and all that you know, and you don't want to follow, that was what happened to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Jews they believed in Jehovah so well that when Jehovah came in human form they didn't follow him, yet they still believed in Jehovah. Amen. They persecuted him. The God who created them, who gave them the law, they persecuted him and committed him to the Roman kingdom to crucify him. And he was crucified. Alright? Because of their pride. The Jehovah that appeared, you know, to them in the wilderness, and they told Moses. <laughs> This size is too terrible for us. You go upstairs. Whatever it tells you, come downstairs and tell us. We'll be fine with it. Jehovah came to them in bodily form. They could touch him. They could look at him. They could see him. Yet, (laughs) they didn't follow him. You know why? They believe anything in bodily form is corrupt. It can't be divine if it's human. That's not true. Don't forget the mystery of godliness. Alright? Uh-huh. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So you see, the idea that, you know, is Jesus, I close my eyes, you see, oh yeah, close your eyes, everybody. It's, do you see Jesus? What does he look like? You better don't deceive yourself. Amen. Jesus is not saying that way. Praise God. Jesus is ingrained in people, is ingrained in people who have followed him through the word of God. And then you, you can see that same Jesus in them, and then you follow. How many of us still remember T.L. Osborne? He's going to be with the Lord now, right? T.L. Osborne once went to India as a missionary, and he failed. He couldn't win his soul. Because there was no miraculous dimension to his ministry. So he returned back home to the United States. And then he locked up himself. He was praying. And then God told him to attend a meeting, one, one of the meetings of um, William Branham. So while he was ministering, giving word of knowledge, he was a prophet. And ministering in the power of God. T.L. Osman said, I saw Jesus in him, and I cried, I can see you, I can see you. He wept, and left that meeting weeping, went back to his closet, locked up himself, was praying, and he was studying the word of God. He saw Jesus again in the pages of the Bible. And then, as he was praying again, he saw Jesus in himself. Then the Lord appeared to him, go back to India, you can do it. He went back to India, preached the gospel with signs and wonders and miracles. Praise the Lord. And you know, T.L. Osborne, apostle of mass miracles. Mass. Miracles happened in his crusades en masse. Praise God. Amen. The son, had, I mean the daughter, rather, had taken over the ministry now. Taking it to the next level. Praise the Lord. So the point is, he saw Jesus in a man. Jesus is not in the sky. He's not in the wall. Jesus is not on that paper what people call poster or something. They wrote, they drew a man with beards. That's not Jesus. Amen. That Jesus can, can't do anything. Praise God. The real Jesus lives in human body. Christ in us, the hope of glory, right? Uh-huh. So this wrong concept of "I don't follow any man, follow Jesus," all right?" is a revelation of your pride. And even if Jesus were to appear, he would have two eyes, two ears, one nose and two nostrils, one mouth, two legs, two arms, and he would say, "Follow me." I know you will not, because you feel it must appear in the sky and be suspended there. It's pride. Amen. Are we still together? First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, "Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ." You see that? I'm following Christ, and you say you follow me. Glory to God. See, there are people who are following the word, who have allowed the word of God to become part and parcel of them. All right? We can take them for examples. Hallelujah. All right? Because, you see, if you will not follow any man, then you should throw away your Bible. Why? Because Peter was a man. And God inspired him to write the word, first Peter, second Peter John was a man the apostle Paul was a man, that means you won't need your Bible and you throw it away, you'll be looking for Jesus in the sky, go to one bush somewhere Jesus appear. you're the one I want to follow, don't mind Peter, don't mind Paul, don't mind John (laughs) you see, it's not founded on God's word you know it's not, is it? no Be followers of me even as I am of Christ. Look at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, brethren, be followers together of me. Be followers all of you, he said to them. All of you follow me. And then he says, and mark them which walk so as ye have as ye have us for an example. You see that? he says he was writing to all the believers in Philippi he says all of you you have us for an example praise the lord did you see that then again in first Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 6 he says and ye became followers of us talking about the believers in Thessalonica you became followers of us and of the lord Having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, they became followers of the Apostle Paul and of the Lord. How? The Apostle Paul was following the Lord, so by following him, they followed the Lord as well. Look again in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. The Bible tells us that we should not be slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The Bible says to be followers of them. Did you see that? Followers. That's what the Bible tells us. We should not be slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So followership is scriptural and is founded on God's word. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Again, look at Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7. It says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith do what? Follow. Whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. So there are people, we can follow their life in God, we can follow their faith, their devotion, their commitment, their selflessness, their giving to the Lord. We can follow. Amen. So you see, it's founded in God's word to follow. Now let's quickly look at the basic ingredients of followership. What are the basic ingredients of followership? Amen. Uh, number one, followership entails willful response to godly leadership. It has to be willful. you have to choose to do it and you have to do it willingly willingly it has to be willful number two it has to be joyful you have to do it with excitement number four Three, rather. You have to do it purposefully. It has to be purposeful. Now, willful means you decide to do it. Joyful means you're excited doing it. Purposeful is you're doing it for the just reason. There's a purpose attached to it. Doing it for the just reason, doing it for the right reason. Hallelujah. So, it has to be willful. The follower must decide to follow the leader. It has to be joyful. You must do it with excitement. It has to be purposeful. You must do it with purpose attached to it. Do it with a purpose attached to it. Hallelujah. And as we go on, you understand why it's important to follow. Now let's look at the importance of followership. Why is it important to follow? Why is it important to follow? Hallelujah. Why is it important to follow? Excuse me, if you want to make noise or raise your voice over there, those on the gallery, if you have to raise your voice, you will excuse us. But if you keep it low, you can stay. Is that okay? God bless you. Making by followership, that's what we want to consider now. There's no making without followership. Nobody can be made without followership. Jesus followed his heavenly father, his disciples followed him. Timothy followed the apostle Paul, Joshua followed Moses, Elisha followed Elijah. Hallelujah. Someone said, well, who did Elijah follow? <laughs> Elijah, the Tishbite. He had a special ministry and a special calling. Amen. And had special revelations. He followed the instructions of the Lord. So he followed the Lord. Amen. Well, you see, it's not always like that in every generation. And those who Begin a generation. Most of them do make mistakes. Elijah made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, he did. But Elisha did not. Did you notice that? Elisha, of course, there were some children that were abusing him. You know, bald-headed man. You know, come up here. And then he looked at them. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but how many how many people did Elijah did Elijah kill? Can you remember? Ah, huh? Bible students. Elijah killed a lot of people. Fire. You know. You remember when the songs of Bohaniges told Jesus Christ, where they were rejected, that, look, let's call down fire and brimstone and thunder to destroy them. Jesus said, you don't know the spirit that is moving you. This is a dangerous spirit that just moved you. Now, you you, you can't hear it better than that. That's the truth himself speaking. That it happened when he said it, alright, does not mean God had a hand in it. There are two different things. Praise God. Uh It wasn't God's pleasure, but it happened anyway. And if you read through scriptures thereafter, there was no prophet thereafter that understood the dimension of fire as much as Elijah Amen. He caught that revelation, but he misused it. Hmm? So, thank God for people who began without following, you know, nobody specifically to follow in a particular realm. They are pioneers. Alright? But you see, they have to be very careful and tread carefully, because pioneers, are prone to big mistakes, prone to making big mistakes. Why? Because they don't have pre- precedents or precedences. So it, it's, it's a privilege to have someone to follow. It's a privilege. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 8. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a night into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. <laughs> the making is in what? In the followership. He didn't say... Tag along, and I'll make you fishers of men. Join my company, and I'll make you fishers of men. No. Follow me. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Did you see that? So you follow, he will make you. The making is in followership. Look up, please. We're in a generation where there's a gap between knowledge and experience. And that which can only fill the gap is followership. I've met a lot of young men who know so much, they've read a lot of books, all right, but they don't have the experience of ministry. They can teach excellently, but they don't have the experience of ministry. Why? They are not following. You can read many books without following. Praise the Lord. see, It is in followership that knowledge is converted to experience. Amen. Where you come to terms with what you know. You come to terms with what you know. Are we still together? Uh, Are you learning anything here? Uh You come to terms with what you know. It's very important. So you cannot be made without followership. If you gather all the books there are to read, and all the tips there are to listen to, and lock yourself up in a room, the best you can have is a spark. Did you get that? For you to catch a sustaining fire, you must be a follower. You must be a follower. So you see, these days, because of social media, people relate better with. Computers and, you know, um, computing devices than they do with human beings, you know? Some people know more people on Facebook than they do in real life. (laughs) True or false? There are a lot of people you've met on Facebook that you may never meet in real life. Uh-huh. So, somehow, people feel followership is just endearing yourself to books and tips. Those things are good. It's a spark. Alright? Followership is not endearing yourself to books and tips. Followership is endearing yourself to a leader. It's devotion to a leader. Did you get that? Uh. Amen. Yeah. Now, in followership, outright devotion is another ingredient. Number four. You know why it's important to follow, right? You're made in followership. What is making? God will convert your revelation knowledge to experiential knowledge. You, you have the opportunity to participate in what you know. And what you know becomes part of you. Look at Matthew chapter 8 and verse 21. Matthew 8 and verse 21. The Bible tells us, And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, allow me or suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Someone said, wow, that was harsh. That was harsh. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was really harsh. I mean, last respect for the dead, you know? He was willing to follow. This guy, all right, is willing to follow. Hallelujah. And then says to the Lord, "Dear Lord, my dad, just give up the ghost." Hallelujah. Please permit me to go bury my dad and I'll be back in no time to be your follower. Jesus said no if you have to follow me you follow me. Let the dead bury their dead. It's their dead not your own. Someone says huh? What? What is the lesson the Lord is teaching us here? Are you here? What's the lesson the Lord is teaching us here? All right, if you follow me, you follow me outrightly. Forget about every other person, including your dad. That was what the master told him. I know he's dead, but he's not your dad anymore because you are my follower. He's their dead. Did you read that in the Bible? Can you handle this? Some of you are finding your faces now. <laughs> All right, you yeah, we are wearing our blank faces now. <laughs> Don't worry, we are coming. It's just, this is just a tip of the iceberg. <laughs> we have not touched the substance yet. You know, we are just scratching the surface. Look at it, Matthew eight and verse twenty one. <clears throat> If you have it, say amen. amen. Okay, maybe you should read it yourself because you feel like maybe pastor's Bible <laughs> is a special kind of Bible. Oh yeah. oh yeah, read it. Let's go. One, two, three, let's go. And another of his disciples. Verse 22. Notice this and Let the dead bury himself he says let the dead bury their dead that means your father your dead father is not your dead you follow me when i read that initially i felt oh last respect for the dead last respect I remember a man of God who got married. The wife was really excited about honeymoon and, you know, but they needed to do ministry, all right, the following day. And I told the wife, let's go do ministry, no honeymoon yet, until we are done. Now, that sounds, the man is not tender, he's not caring and all that. Amen. I said amen. Amen. <laughs> Dying on the cross is it, is it tender, is it tender thing? <laughs> Jesus came, he was crucified for us. You think he was smiling on the cross? You think you now be tender, I just want to be romantic. I just got married. Alright? You have to go to Rome to be romantic. Alright? Let the dead bury their dead. The lesson here is: it takes outright devotion to what to follow. Uh, you can tell now. You can tell whether or not you are following, right? Some of you, some of you here, you have not started following at all. You are not following nobody yet. You think you are. Don't worry. Let's. Let's. When we are done, you you tell yourself that. <laughs> I'm not been following. I've just been tagging along Alright Being in somebody else's company Is not followership Okay, you can tell Did Judas follow Jesus? Was he part of his disciples? But did he follow? You see what I'm saying here? You can be in a church and not follow. Church attendance does not guarantee followership. The same way marriage does not guarantee submission to your husband. There are a lot of women that are married who are not submitted to their husbands. The man says, I perceive this. The woman says, when did you start perceiving? (laughs) Oh, oh, my (laughs) God. Lord have mercy, amen. See what I'm saying here. <laughs> but she's married to the man, but she's not covered by the man. Marriage is not automatic covering. It is marriage plus what? Submission. followership, <laughs> let's, let's just take it easy. For this quarter that's what we're considering, so we'll take our time. Are you getting blessed? Alright. Look at another one. Matthew chapter 19. This is quite long, but we're going to read it anyway. Start the reading from verse 16 and we'll start from verse 16, we'll read to verse 22. Are you there? All right. I will read, just read along. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do, that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And then he saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these have I kept from my youth. Up until now. What lackest? What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast. Give the money to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. (laughs) But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. <laughs> you know what Jesus said to him? All right, you've you've done well. You've not committed adultery. You've not murdered. You've not done the that. no, That's fine. All right, for you to be perfect now, one thing to do: sell everything you've got. Now don't bring the money to me. Give it to the poor. And then you follow me. Your mind won't be on any wealth anymore if i shake like this you shake with me like, ah there's no there's no hope anywhere this is the one i'm following you understand <laughs> sell everything and then come and follow me <laughs> meditate on it drink it in i remember when pastor I, the boy, was still a church member in Redeemed Church under Pastor Akindayomi, the founder of RCCG. There was a day the man of God came out on Sunday and said the Lord spoke to him that people should go and empty their accounts and bring the money to church for evangelism. <laughs> people said, Amen. Nobody did it but Pastor Iyadibwe. He emptied the account and brought the money. <clears throat> the Lord told him, he said, tell them, I know most people will not do it, but the one who does it is the one that will take the ministry to the next level. You see followership? He did it. And it's general verse now. Amen. Are we together? Now, that's how you know a follower, indeed. Followership forbids you from having your own personal agenda under your leader. You have sold everything, so there's nothing you have elsewhere. Your personal agenda is your leader. Did you hear that? <laughs> Someone says, hey, this is hard. <laughs> And that's the reason a lot of people are not following. Ingredient number five Your leader's agenda is your only personal agenda or else you are not following you don't have shares elsewhere you don't have interests elsewhere you don't have anything elsewhere all your interests are domiciled in your leader Did he the, the, the follow Jesus? He could have been one of his disciples, but he, he missed the opportunity. Did he follow? He did not. He went home sorrowful because he had great possessions. Right? He didn't follow. He couldn't follow. Why? He couldn't part ways with all he had to follow Jesus. So he, he wanted to hold onto that and then follow Jesus at the same time. Jesus said, no, that's not followership. That's partnership. (laughs) You follow me. Followership is not partnership. Are we together? Is it getting hotter? Alright, don't worry. It is well. The next scripture. Luke chapter 9 and verse 61. Luke 9 and verse 61. And another also said, <laughs> Are you there? I want you to find it. If you found it, just raise your right or left hand. Just raise up one of your hands. All right. And if you have just one, just raise up that one. Just that one, you've got. Raise it high above your head. Have you found it? All right. Some of you are still looking for it. Luke 9 and verse 61. 6 1. Luke 9 and verse 6 1. Have you found it? All right, let's read. No, no, read it out loud. One, two, three, let's go. And another's verse sixty-two. <laughs> that was hashed too, right? <laughs> Just. To bid my family just farewell. Hey, I'm following Jesus. Oh so, alright, is that okay? Alright, please take heart, it is well. You know, I'm following him. Jesus said, You don't have that luxury. You don't have that luxury. If you want to follow me now, you better follow me now. Alright? And tell your friends to tell your family members that you have followed me. If you go and you are bidding them farewell, emotions can come in. You studied medicine. You want to become a missionary. (laughs) And then you feel like, ah. Maybe I should practice and then visit missionary, um, what's it called? Mission field regularly, you know. you begin to think otherwise and you know you begin to in your own small brain you want to wrap your small brain around god you know how god how big god is right your small brain can you wrap that brain around god no oh. look at what jesus said is it and another also said lord <laughs> i will follow thee Willingness is involved, but it's not enough. I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, no man, no man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. If you go and bid them farewell, you're not fit for God's kingdom anymore. Just follow me the way you are. Think about it. That's strong, isn't it? Yeah. Followership. Now let's look at how to follow. We have a lot to study all right, on followership, but we we'll just take it a step at a time. We meet... We meet um, once a month, right? Okay, so because we meet once a month, that means we have to meet twice a quarter, right? Three months make a quarter. True or false? Not four months. Someone you understand was asking why. <laughs> I said divide 12 by 4. What do you have? Three. So three months make a quarter. Not four months. If you if you if you divide twelve by four, what do you have? Uh, one third. You know that's 3 as hasn't three. So if you divide it that way, it means you cannot have four four months in a year. All right. You can only have three. Four three months in a year. So, a quarter is three months. Is that okay? Mm. I was asking someone, said, What's the tithe what's of a day? And <laughs> the person said, 24 hours make a day. That's 2.4 hours. I said, Yeah, what's 2.4 hours? Yeah, 0.4 times 60 minutes, right? So, you have two hours. What? 24 minutes that's the tithe of a day right so giving the tithe of a day to the lord is 2 hours 24 minutes studying the word and praying that's how to make the most of the rest amen that's good isn't it Alright, right, discipleship. Let's go back. So how do you follow? The first way to follow is to recognize your leader. You don't follow a system. You follow a person. Jesus does not say, follow the church. He said, follow me. Paul didn't say, follow the company of apostles in Jerusalem. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Alright? You don't follow a system. You follow a person. There is no OAU without people. Alright? What makes any system. It's the people. The people in that system makes the system. True or false? Yeah. If you say, okay, for example, our church here, say, so what's GLT culture and what have you and all that. It began with someone that God called, put his word in his lips, anointed him. He began to teach. He began to teach. He now became a culture. If you follow the system, the system cannot sustain itself without the people running the system. So if you follow the system, you become dogmatic. You will not be dynamic. It is dogma to follow a system. Hope my grandma is not too big. Praise God. <laughs> so recognize the leader. You see, anywhere you get to recognize who is the leader, follow the leader. If you follow a look-alike of the leader, you miss your making. So identify the leader. Identify who? Who? The leader, that's the first thing to do. Number two is very simple as well. Emulate the leader. Followership begins with emulation. When you emulate, it means you, you copy, so to speak. There's nothing wrong copying and pasting in followership. When you start doing that, all right, a time will come you will get to understand the spirit back of it. For example, to follow Jesus, his disciples, for example, Peter following Jesus, he saw Jesus pray. Alright? Master, teach us what? To pray. You start praying. You don't say, where I have my own special prayer time. Hallelujah. That's not followership. When he's praying, you're praying. <clears throat> I will show it to you very soon. Jesus said, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there will my disciples be also. And if any man serve me, same my father will honor him. You have to be on the same page with your leader, right? Uh-huh. So what's the first, how to follow? The first thing to do. Number one, what is it? You recognize the leader. You must recognize until you've recognized this is the leader. Don't follow. You follow the leader. <clears throat> recognize the leader. Number two, emulate the leader. Second Timothy chapter three. If you start the reading from verse 10. He says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine." It's writing to Timothy, son in the faith, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Note what he says. He says, but thou had fully known my doctrine, manner of life. That's what I manner of life. Alright. Every leader has a specific, a well-spelt out manner of life. He says, you have fully known them. <clears throat> my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my charity, my patience, my persecutions, and on and on like that. So, what do you do? You emulate, you copy. Let me read you another scripture. Turn in your Bibles to um, Ephesians. Chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as their children. Who has another translation? Ephesians 5 and verse 1. Yes, what does it say? Which one? Which one is that? Amplified. All right imitators of god copy
1: him and follow his
0: example did you see that to follow means to imitate to emulate to copy let's not say copy copy just copy amen dna is copy and paste two of us and god didn't didn't have to you know go into your mother's room and be he just Coated everything in your father's as well. and then hit the egg and scorpion paste. You came out looking like your father. All right, your head, everything, the, the contours and my boy, it's called scorpion paste. Amen. <laughs> hey, Some of you, you didn't even know when you started walking like your father. you know? It was just in there. Even <laughs> the shape of your hair, for some people, <laughs> the Baba can't do an extra work <laughs> to change it. <laughs> if it's round like this, it's just round like that. For some, <laughs> at a tender age, you'll see hair will refuse to go at the middle hair. <laughs> you wonder why? Just like that, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. <laughs> ah. Look at John Chapter Twelve and Verse Twenty Six quickly. Oh, thank you, Lord. Can we read together, everybody? One, two, three, let's go. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there also my servant will be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Hallelujah. See? If any man serve me, let him what? Follow me. That means the service that is not rooted in followership is not acceptable. Let him follow me. And where I am, there my servants will be also. Where I am. If your act is elsewhere apart from where your leaders is, you are not following. Gehazi was servant to Elisha. True or false? Now, can you say Gehazi was a true follower of Elisha? Did he actually follow? They are not answering. Elisha said to Naaman, "Away with your gifts and everything." Well, fine. (laughs) He said, "Not so." in his heart, and then went behind the man of God to collect those gifts. Amen. Well, he, saw, he saw him in the spirit. He said, did not my heart go with you? Huh? Did not my heart go with you? I saw you when you were taking those gifts from him. Well, it's simple. What dropped off him can come on you? Amen. That was it. <clears throat> so, how do you follow number one? We're going to stop now because this is, this is loaded. We can finish it in three days. It's called followership. Alright, by the grace of God I have nothing less than I don't want to exaggerate nothing less than 250 and 300 Outlines here They're in the cloud already So there's nothing <laughs> They're there in the cloud You understand? So if I get another iPad or Galaxy Tab I just download from the cloud Alright That I have prepared here Praise God As I write the leverage, I get more inspiration. All right, I see, oh, oh. wow, that's, that's a good one. Right now, I'm studying the book of Deuteronomy. <clears throat> and I'm, I sit down and I read like 10 chapters at a stretch. And I go over again, and I go over again, and I go over again, and I go over again. And then I begin to see pictures in my spirit. And then I begin to write. (laughs) You can't miss God that way. It's not possible. Praise God. So I'll just say one more thing and then we close. Let's review what we've learned. How do you follow? How do you follow a leader? Number one, recognize who the leader is. Recognize your leader. Don't mistake someone else for a leader. Recognize your leader. Who is the leader here? And how do you know your leader? All right? Who tests the system? Who engineers the system? Who drives the system? Who initiates the system? Who upgrades the system? Who moves it to the next level? As a leader. Number two, you can also recognize your leader. Understand that whom has God assigned you to? Amen. If God assigns you to someone, don't follow someone else. You miss God that way. Every Joshua must recognize. He's Moses, right? And every Elijah must recognize as Elijah. You don't want to be Gehazi, do you? You don't want to. Hate what your leader hates. Love what your leader loves. That leads us to the next point. All right, identify the heart of your leader. (laughs) It's very important. What makes your leader is not his head, it's his heart. What is his heart? The core of his being. The reason he does what he does, his motivation, his principles. Amen. Why he talks the way he talks. Why he answers questions the way he does. Why he moves the way he moves. His values. Recognize the heart of your leader. If God has assigned you to a leader who loves God and not money, and you still love money more than God. You can't follow. You can't follow. Where is his heart? If <clears throat> you look at Pastor, for example, you know, <laughs> he knows my heart. <laughs> he knows what I love. There are some things he may not share with you. All right? Because they are secrets. Not bad secrets. All right? Good secrets. How. We love the Lord in the secret, you know, and give and commit ourselves and do a lot of things, you know. (laughs) Well, if you ask him, he will tell you, this is where this man's heart is. Amen? (laughs) Praise God. Study your leader to a point that you recognize his heart. If you have not caught the heart of your leader, you have not caught him.